fortunately through my job, I've been around people like Kyrie Irving, Kobe Bryant, Carmelo Anthony. The consistency in their work is like just unbelievable. It is their life, you know? And I think that's something that I've naturally, you know, absorbed is that this isn't just a job, it is my life. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max McCoy, and this is Looking Up. I'm super excited about today's episode. I'm joined by my friend, David Sosna. David is a content producer for the Cavs, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and for NFL teams. He's a creative director for Through the Lens Productions. He's an Emmy Award winner. Hell yeah. And uh, he's just a really cool dude. And he's been on this creative journey, um, being a photographer for NBA players, most notably, for only a few years. And so it was really interesting to pick his brain about how he got to where he is today, how his thought process is around building a craft. He's become really good at what he does in a very short amount of time. And what he's learned, we talk about what he's learned from working with some of the best athletes in the world, some of the best talent in the world. You know, you can't be around that caliber of people and not learn some things. So we pick his brain. It was a really interesting conversation. Um, As a lot of you guys know, I am in the creative field as well, not only with this podcast and my Instagram, but with the clients I work with in the business setting outside of all this. And so I was fascinated about David's approach to building a craft. Um, his thought process in terms of building relationships and just creating a path for yourself that is really unique. David and I both uh, relate in that if we were to go back three years ago, there's no way we could have predicted we'd be where we are today doing the things we're doing today. But we both would agree we're doing things that feel very aligned and authentic. And I look to David as someone who's doing something truly remarkable. He's really just started his journey but it seems like he's found a very unique lane. And uh, so I wanted to learn from him on this episode and he brought a lot of value. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Share this episode with someone who might like it. And uh, if you want to support my work, you can do that by leaving a review on Apple iTunes. That helps me out a lot. I would appreciate that. Subscribe, leave a review. That's all the good stuff. If you want emails from me every week, I send out weekly emails to a small community. If you want book recommendations, journal prompts, uh, reflections, articles, podcasts, videos, resources I'm using in real time to kind of keep my mind, body, spirit sharp, definitely subscribe to my email family. I'll put a link in the show notes. And that's it. Let's do this. An epic conversation with my good friend, David Sosna. He brought a ton of value. Um, I learned a lot from this. And I think anybody who's pursuing an authentic path career-wise would learn a lot from this too. So Thanks again to David for joining me on this podcast. And without further ado, please enjoy my interview with the David Sosna. All right, David, welcome to the podcast, my man. Super excited we could finally do this. I know, man. We've been we've been meaning to for a while, so it's good. <laughs> Tell me about um, for the people that don't know who David Sosna is, the David Sosna. What what do you do, man? What do you do? Yeah. Uh, so my official job title is I'm a digital content producer for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, that's my main job. I'm an NFL LCC, a live content correspondent. And so um, basically with those two roles, I, I capture any of the creative content. So all the game action and then any of the social posts you see uh, coming from those games, that's me. And so with the Cavs, it's um, 
roll with all of their content, top to bottom, long form, short, short form, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the NFL, it's just those game day clips. And so those are two of my jobs. And then I'm the head of production for a company that's about to launch called Through the Lens. And uh, Through the Lens is essentially a unprecedented access look into the lives of some of the best uh, in the basketball industry. And uh, so within that, you get full access to on-court teaching, uh, interviews to hear about their life and their lifestyle and, and their mentality. And uh, man, we're excited to get that going as well. So a lot of different things, but all revolves around camera, essentially. Man, what a Rolodex. And uh, I resonate with you because I'm in the creative field as well. So it's really fun to see how you've developed in the last few years and just like seeing your work progress. Um, it does have that like I want to say like sex appeal to what you do. It's like, ooh, he's working with these NBA players. Like, ooh, he's like on court with James Harden, and uh, you know, and then you're you're taking pictures of OBJ. Like, it's just it's a really cool progression I've seen. But I want to start maybe a little farther back, like because I've had the pleasure of knowing you just before this all kind of got really exciting. Uh, it was it was all the more better to know you before. So. People might think you're like a 10-year seasoned vet to get to this level of success, which is exciting. But where were you, David, three years ago, before you were taking pictures of NBA players, NFL players, before you were working with um, one of the the leading-edge technologies in the NBA training space? What were you doing? (laughs) Yeah, um, well, uh, I I was fired from a job, um, and I was in Kansas City, and I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, so I worked in the nonprofit world and, um, there was, you know, some issues that had gone on and, you know, it's nobody's fault. And what was your job? Yeah. So I was a mobilizer, uh, with a Christian nonprofit. So I traveled the country and I recruited students to use their degree inside of nonprofit work. And so there's, uh, a lot of travel, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. And, you know, it was one of those things that it it wasn't working for both parties. And so I stepped out of that role and I came back to Kansas city and man, I was, I was at rock bottom and, you know, everybody says that word kind of flippantly, but, um, you know, for, and I I don't want to be dramatic, but for me, that was it, you know? And, um, man, I, I didn't know, you know, my degree was in kinesiology. Um, and I was like, maybe I'll use that, get into that field. Um, but my life changed when a guy asked me, who's a photographer, who's a buddy of mine. He said, man, what's a skill you want to learn this month? And we kind of challenged each other that way. And I said, well, you're doing photo, like, man, I'll try video. Like, I don't know why or what compelled me to say that never touched any sort of camera or anything like that at all. But, um, man, I loved it. I was sitting on my phone, running around with a little stabilizer, just, you know, learning the world. And, um, about two weeks later, two and a half weeks later, I was like, I love this. I, I love this. I'm not very good at it right now, but I love it. And I quit my job and I bought, um, my camera the same day. So I bought a Sony a seven three and my, my lens. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. And so from that point forward, um, basically I decided that I was going to use my camera every single day for 90 days to mm-hmm. get good at it. And by the end of that 90 days, I had to continue using it every day because I was now getting paid to do it. Um, mm-hmm. because 
I just started to learn. But um, the short answer to your question was I was at a place of I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Wow. Dude, that's super interesting because I've been really, these last few months, I've been getting more clear on what I really, like what is all the information I love learning and how does it all relate? And I've been starting to define it around this idea of like, it is in relation to like finding a direction when you don't have one. So it's so cool that, that, I mean, that's just how everybody's journey starts. It feels like, like you didn't have any direction, you hit rock bottom and then you just found a breadcrumb and that breadcrumb felt really good. And then you kept following it and following it and look where you are now. Um, do, do you recommend for people, I'm just going to take it, I'm going to dissect that right away. Like for people that are rock bottom, maybe it's not rock bottom, but maybe like I have no clue what I want to do, what I want to be good at. Is it, do you recommend starting with a question? Like what skill do you want to learn? Maybe, you know, like just maybe what skill do you want to learn? Yeah. I think, I think that's something like, you know, what interests you, you know, what's a skill you want to learn. Um, and understand two things that if you admire somebody in your that field whatever interest you know piques you if somebody's there you know for me there's a guy named matt como who's like a you know famous guy who's the head of gopro you know he does like travel video stuff and Mm. i looked at matt's work and i looked at mine at the very beginning and i said the only difference between me and him is he had more time he's been doing this for longer because i know that i'm going to work that hard and i know i'm going to put the work in but the only difference is he's just had more time to learn it um so that's number one is you have to accept that this is going to take time but um you know you're going to work hard so you know find that person and understand that that gap's only there because of time Mm. and number two you have to be willing to suck like you have to be willing to be really really bad for a while um and I accepted that role of my videos aren't very good. Um, and you know, I didn't even learn photography until I was six months into it, you know, um, because I focused so much on strictly video. Um, but, uh, you have to be willing to suck and be willing to get feedback. I asked everybody when I was making videos back then, tell me five things you don't like about my video, you know, and if you can't come up with five, come up with another, you know, make it five. And that sucked. I hated that feedback. I, mm. It tore me down a lot because I really loved what I was putting out there, but it just wasn't there yet. But man, you start just rolling with it and creating for yourself and you start making projects, putting it out there. And all of a sudden, you know, I started to get that sort of recognition because my work was, was showing that. So understand it takes time and, you know, you got to be willing to suck. Yeah, it sounds like you had a good grasp of... Uh just like relative how to get good at something principles. Like once you picked up the camera, you said, I'm going to do this every day for 90 days. So you, you had an awareness that it would take time. Uh, and then that, that critical feedback aspect to it. That's pretty interesting. Cause I'm, I'm thinking back to when I started videos where I started as well. And <clears throat> with, with art, it's a, it's a vulnerable thing to share something that you hold dear to your heart. And like, I put everything into this. I spent nights editing this. I'm going to, and to ask people to tear it down. That's like a, that's a tough thing to do. Um, for the people that like are finding something that they might enjoy, like when you picked up the camera, you're like, I really like this. Um, what, what are some indicators that like, this is a thread you should continue to follow? If that makes sense. Like, I think that's a good way to kind of get that early direction is like, yeah. 
uh, I really like this. I really like this. Like, what were the indicators for you that like this was even worth continuing to pursue? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when I was doing anything else, I would be thinking about doing that, you know, <laughs> um, and I would be at my job at the time, you know, even really early on before I quit. And I was like, I, I cannot wait to go shoot after this. You know, I cannot wait to edit that video more. I cannot wait to, to learn that, you know, and, you know, that feeling of compulsion, mm. I, I'm compelled to do this thing. Um, you know, I, I look back at it and people are like, man, you were always meant to do this. This is, and I'm like, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not, but I knew from right when I picked it up that I, I loved it and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a good indicator that to look out for is, man, do you, does it really like get you going? Does it really excite you? And, you know, can you not stop thinking about it? Yeah. That curiosity and that like, yeah, obsession with it. Um, I'm going to ask you about like some of the clients you've worked with. Cause I think people listening to this would find that really interesting. Like you get to work with some of the, the top athletes in the world or be around them at least. So I'm going to ask you about that. But before I do like where can one expect to get that, um, that first almost like break, like when people are starting out, it could be like, right, when will this start to really like actually yield results? Like for you, I'm sure it wasn't like, I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere. And then all of a sudden I'm working with NBA players. There was some big breaks in between there. When did you start to like feel those come on and when can one expect that to happen? Yeah, some of my small, like I enjoyed the small victories, you know. I enjoyed the random, you know, clothing brand Kansas City that hit me up for a, you know, really cheap shoot. I enjoyed that so it's it's accepting what's coming but also having the the heart and expectation that more more is on its way um i believe from the moment that i picked up my camera that something big was going to happen and there was no reason for me to believe that but if you ask people that were around me it was they there was just not not ego behind it but there was this confidence that this is going to this is going to happen and i think there's a lot of power in like manifesting that and, and like believing in that and saying that out loud, like I'm going to make something out of this and small victories look like booking a wedding, you know, uh, booking a random corporate interview. And for me, the small victory was I figured out that edit, that effect, that, that tutorial on YouTube, whatever it is. Um, but to more plainly answer your question, like it's accepting the small victories belief of more on its way. And, um, controlling what you can control. I can control that I'm going to make it my own video. Passion projects are huge, you know? And so it's like, I was making my own videos when I wasn't getting clients. And so no matter what I'm working, you know, one way or the other, and it's going to lead to something. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoying that progression. That's interesting. I remember when I was first started with video, I think I got paid like $50 to film this surfer and I came home because and then at the, the at around the same time I was entertaining like getting full time jobs because I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do, but this video thing is pretty fun. Let me just see if I can sell this. And someone was like fifty dollars, come film me surf. I came home and just was like, I cannot believe 
uh, I got paid, I got paid to do this. Like, I can't believe someone paid me to go do what I enjoy. It, it's funny when you follow whatever it's like, it could be writing video. It could be anything that feels good. It does feel like you're getting away with something, you know, like when you follow that kind of path, did you feel like that? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you feel, you feel wrong about it. And <laughs> there's this, uh, there's this question that, that somebody proposed to me the other day is like, what, like, how many days out of the month do you wake up and do something that you don't want to do? Right. I like, and I look back at him and I could look back at every single year of this journey. Um, and I, maybe a few, you know, whether it was a big project, a wedding, uh, NBA game, NFL game, whatever it is, like, I love what I do. And, um, so, and you feel spoiled in that you feel like wrong, almost like, wow, you know, that's, that's really lucky. And, um, <laughs> you know, you have to appreciate that. Why do you think more people don't have, um, do you think it's sustainable that everybody has their own version of what you're doing? You know, like it doesn't have to be even a creative field, but I, I always think that with myself too. I'm like, am I just spoiled and that I like found a really nice little lane for myself or, do you think it's actually sustainable that like more people could have their own very unique thing that they do and find the companies and the people that align with that? Like, do you think that's sustainable at a, at a bigger scale or is that more like, it's just a rare thing to find? I think everybody has that to answer that part of it. Everybody has something, um, you know, cause if you ask anybody, one of the questions I like to ask people is like, what interests you? What interests you, you know? And they'll say, well, basketball, uh, you know, horse racing, you know, uh, surfing, you know, I don't know, random, I don't know where I got those, but like, there's something that interests everybody, you know, in some capacity and people don't allow themselves to think through that lane of what could I do in that field? How, how could I step into that? What, what outlet could I, could I get into that field? Um, so whether it's camera work or this or that, you know, I have young creators hit me up all the time and they're like, man, how'd you get, how'd you get there? You know, and we'll get into that in a sec, but, um, it's more about, man, like how much do you love it? How much do you love it? It's like, man, I love it. And I believe if you love it, good things are going to happen. So I believe that everybody has something they might not discover it yet or might not know, or might be afraid to tap into it. And then the second aspect of your question was like, well, I, I just like what you just said, cause it, it's true. I want to like piggyback that, like, whatever you like the, that industry has so many aspects to it that it's just like, that's enough guidance to start, you know, just like just play in that little, that pool for a while and, and try different ways that you can be still be in that ecosystem, but just try wearing different hats. I love that. I guess I asked like, do, I mean, you kind of did answer it. I'm like, is that sustainable that everybody is doing what they like? Would that just end up being like, everybody's trying to be some sort of, content creator creative but i don't think so i think i don't think everybody wants to be a content creator but i think everybody wants to just have that maybe fulfillment and freedom and originality that someone like you enjoys yeah i think the the last part of it that i'll say is like you have to you have to expect that there's more out there than just that desk job you can be content in a desk job i know a lot of friends that work corporate that love it you know that that enjoy it or maybe you know whatever because they find that fulfillment on the back end on their weekends on their you know vacations on whatever but it's like the end of the day 
I, I believe that whether you're doing the corporate world, whether you have a crazy dream job, you know, or whatever that is, like there are things that interest you that you can absolutely pursue. And especially in today's world with the access that we have, the amount you can learn, like, especially as young as a lot of these people are that are listening right now, like, you know, I'm 25, almost 26. I could have started at 30 and by 35, you know, I, I could have got to that same spot or, you know, even a different lane or whatever. It's like we have time. So mm. like spend it learning mm. and go from there. It's super interesting. Um, I, yeah, I just put up a post on Instagram that I kind of was reflecting on this idea. I'm like, if more, it's like, we we're kind of as a society plagued by this idea that there isn't a an original path or career path for us. And I, I think it's interesting to talk to people like you because, uh, I just imagine your work calls for you to do like, it just, it brings about a lot of enthusiasm and excitement, um, and hard work, but that allows you to feel like just a, a different level of like passion and fulfillment than someone who, like you said, is living for the weekends. I imagine you don't have to like numb yourself as much as some people. Um, just an interesting idea. You know, we don't have to hit on it too much, but you know, yeah. my heart breaks for the people that, that do accept the weekend role, you know, and the weekend mm -hmm. fulfillment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what breaks free of that is like educating yourself and whatever that is, you know, yeah. like, I didn't get here because, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of people in life work really hard, you know, I, and so it's like, oh, work hard and you'll, you'll get your dream job. Hard work is a qualifier. Yes. Um, but how much are you willing to learn? Like, can you educate yourself enough to get to that master role that you're approaching, that you're wanting? Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people will work really hard, but they won't want to do that learning curve that it takes. And that's where they get lost. And so mm. the nine to fiver that's stuck and living for the weekend, it's like, okay, well, spend your nights learning, educating, and like, then those things will happen. The education aspects, what a lot of people miss. You work hard, yes, but you're not learning new things all the time, especially in my field. If you don't learn the next big thing or you're not trend setting, like you're going to get left. Wow. It's just super interesting to hear you lay out that you basically got here in what, like three to five years. And that is crazy. If you would have, if you would two and a half, that's nuts. If you would have taken a traditional route, there's no way. And I think it's just interesting. And I, it's almost like crapping on the nine to five. It's almost cliche at this point. And I know we both don't want to go there, but it is like, um, when you go this original way, it starts so humbly, like me, like I'm sure with you, you're getting random brand deals in Kansas City. For me, it was filming a $50 surfer. Like it starts so humbly, but I also, it's like two and a half years, three years, um, unrecognizable career. And I think it, it is that education component and it's the component of, I really freaking like this. So I love educating myself around this concept. Um, how'd you find that balance of educating yourself and continuing to grow your craft while also just continuing to like do the work that's expected of you right now, like when to experiment and when to stick with what's working right now. That, that's an interesting line in the creative process. That is. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would just do it all day. And sometimes that would look like being on YouTube all day and just trying new things on a clip. And some days it would be, out shooting with friends and just being in the action of it like 
you know, you're only going to learn it if you do it, you know? And so whether it was in the editing booth or whether it was out there shooting one way or the other, I'm going to do this all day, every day. And was I getting paid to do that? No. And, but did I know that those days and those long nights would lead to something else? Like there was one video early on that I, I probably spent like two and a half weeks on every single day. And I look back at that, I can do that video in an hour now, less than that. Um, but those two and a half weeks, I learned so much and you take that with you. And so it was the acceptance that I don't know when the next paycheck is going to come, but I know that will get me ready for when it does. Mm. And that was, that was the role. And I accepted that role and I, there were multiple months I didn't make a single dollar. Mm. Um, but when the opportunity came, I was ready. Mm. Last thing before I move on to like the people you've worked with, um, what, what would you say to people that like, it sounds like you just had the belief that this will eventually work out. It feels so good. I love it so much that this will work out. And I think that that's like a, I wouldn't take that for granted because I know I have people in my life that are talented artists, but they just don't have the belief that, you know, this isn't working right now. This is, it's either, this is evidence that you either have the belief that it's not going to work out. In that case, every adversity you face is evidence that it's not going to work out, or you have the belief that it will work out and everything that goes wrong is evidence that you are getting better and growing stronger because it is going to work out. What would you say to creatives or yeah, people going their own way that were like, Hey David, I just, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if this will work out, you know, man, that's a tough one. That's huge. That is tough. And there's, there's an acceptance that you have to have and you know, it, it's not going to look the same as anybody else's, you know, my path took two and a half years and you know, some people have been doing this for 10 plus years and they're not at this spot. And that's not to say, Oh, wow, look at me, this, that, none of that. There, there comes a time when that negative feedback comes, you're not where you want to be. And you're at, you know, a level of like, all right, I'm, I'm going to hang it up. I'm going to accept the job. And I just had a conversation with, with a friend about this other day. Um, she was accepting a full-time role and she was like, I feel like I'm giving up on my dream. And the, the mindset switch has to be, you're not giving up on it. You're adding another role to it, which is going to take some time and it's going to, but you're adding another role, another hat to the pile, you know? And so I work full time at the X place. I also am an awesome freelancer and I'm going to help my clients and I'm going to keep building this out. And so the mindset, even if you get to that point where you feel like you're quitting and like, I'm giving up by accepting this corporate job or whatever. It's like, no, like I'm gaining sustainability so that in the other hours I can still pursue my dream. You know, like the mindset has to switch towards accepting a job or not. Cause I think even freelancers get taboo about it. And they're like, if I accept this, I'm done. I quit my dream forever. It's like, you can do that for five more years and your dream will still be there. You know, you can still pursue that later. But, um, I, the encouragement that I would put to those people is this, I would say, listen, like it does take time. It might not feel right right now. And I promise that if you're educating yourself and you're taking the time to continue to learn, like something's going to happen out of that. I don't know what you can't guarantee any jobs or anything like that, but if you're constantly learning, like you're going to be ahead of the next guy, period, Mm -hmm. point blank. 
keep learning, go from there. That's tough, but that would be the general. No, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like treating it like a law. Like if you do the things that are supposed to move you forward and continually are doing that, good things will happen. It's like you drop a rock in the water. It's going to create ripples. Um, how far and which direction those ripples go aren't yours to control, but just keep dropping rocks and then hopefully the right ripple shows up for you. That's a good metaphor. I just thought of that. I like that. <laughs> that is good. That is really good. You got to um, keep creating. You got to, yeah. you can't stop, you know, you got to keep creating something and just keep getting better at that craft. And there's, there's a profoundness in, in the manifestation of saying this is going to happen for me. And like, that's the last thing that I'd say about it is even to this day when I wake up and I'm, I wrote down at the beginning of the year, I said, I'm going to shoot one NFL game. I said that I said, I'm going to shoot one NFL game and now I'm shooting every Browns home game, you know? And then it was, I'm going to, I'm, I believe that I would be the head of content of some company that's going to launch and wow. it's going to be with my buddies and we're going to do it all together. And I thought that was five years down the road that turned around and happened in five months, you know? And so it's this, you got to speak, speak it out loud, let it, let it out there keep putting in the work every day, but speak it out there. And it like, I believe there's something to that. Like I really do. What do you, do you, do you go about like rehearsing that or is it more of like making the decision that this is happening and then just by living your life, you're kind of reinstilling that or, you know, yeah, I'm curious about that. Like, it's like you're planting the seed with that, that statement. Are you, are you continually planting seeds? Or are you just kind of trusting you've, you've put it out there and now you're just proving it to be true? Yeah, uh, a bit of both. I say it like, you know, at least once a week, I'll say those things out loud. And, you know, I'll add to that list. And the guy on the podcast I was on the, the other day, he asked me, he's like, so what, what does 10 years from now look like? And it's mm -hmm. like, man, I'm still catching up with the fact that my dreams came true this past month. You know, uh, so I don't know what's next, I, but I'm going to keep speaking out loud and figuring it out. But like it, it literally was like that. I spoke it out loud. And a few months later, I got that call, spoke it out loud. And then a month later, I got that call. And, you know, there's a lot of different thought patterns to that. But I, I believe it. I'm going to take action towards it and it's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I don't like 10 year plans for me too. Because I'm like, I couldn't have guessed I'd be here in three years. Like I'm not gonna put a limit on myself with the 10 year plan. Man, that's crazy. Tell me about some of the things that you have picked up on just being around the caliber of people you've been around. You've been around pro NBA players, pro uh, NFL players, you've been around, you work closely with some some terrific NBA trainers and teachers and executives. Like, what, what have you begun to pick up on? Like, yeah. What can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll say some of these names out loud just to get them out there. But um, fortunately, through my job, I've been around people like Kyrie Irving, Kobe Bryant, Carmelo Anthony, um, you know, a ton of other NBA guys. And through the Cavs, been around Kevin Love and guys that are doing some great things in the world, you know, um, and you know, football wise been around all those guys. But anyways, the consistent thing that I feel uh, being around a lot of these really successful people is number one, they're human beings too. They're just like us and they, they have their good parts and their bad parts and they, their good moments and bad, you know, and you get to see that and you just have this hero status of them that you're just like, that's, that's it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're humans too. Um, 
number two, the consistency in their work is like just unbelievable. You know, it is, it is their life, you know? And I think that's something that I've naturally, you know, absorbed is that this isn't just a job. It is my life and it is every day and it is consistent and it is always present. And when it becomes your life, you can't, you can't fall off from that. You're not going to falter from that path because it's every day. So consistency and then the genuineness, man, like, you know, not every big, you know, people are like, who's the nicest player? Who's the, who have you gotten closest with? And who's this, who that, like, dude, all these people are so genuine and so real and have the world. And for instance, Kobe Bryant, you know, to me, to, to him, I'm nobody. I'm, I'm less than nobody. That's like, I'm not even on the radar spectrum of people that you should ever, you know, care about. Um, but man, I, every day when I walked in that gym with him, it was the most genuine handshake, the most genuine look straight in the eyes, the most genuine heartfelt, you know, and he remembered my name every time there was, you know, as he shouldn't at all, <laughs> but remembered my name would ask questions about, you know, my family would ask questions about where I'm from. Um, and these are very short bursts of time. And then he, he posted one of my photos that I took of him and his Mamba girls. And I posted it on my story as like a fanboy being like, Oh my God, like Kobe Bryant posted my photo, you know? And, and he just, he liked it. And then he followed me. He didn't say anything back, but he liked it. And then he followed me and he follows 382 people on the planet right now, you know, before he passed away. And I was one of them. And as a young creative trying to find his way in the world and not knowing what was next and being, you know, all these different things that I was, man, just that one button press, he knew how much that would mean to me. And, you know, to be one of those short lists of people that he actually followed and, you know, he was seeing my work and he was seeing the things I was doing, man, like that was something that just, it still to this day chokes me up man and it's like something just unreal because there's a lot of genuineness in pressing that button for him um and so there's a lot to take away but mm. no matter who it was especially kobe it was it was always genuine mm. that's incredible uh, that's a that's an amazing story and um yeah I, I can now see in the way you explain these athletes that you work with i see your process it's very interesting it's it's even before you were starting working with athletes, it seemed like you, you you approached it like an athlete. Like, this is my craft. I'm obsessed with it. I do it every day. You know, I might not be able to do all these moves that these professional players can do right now, but I'm going to work on it little by little every day. Um, that's incredible. But, and, and the meet your heroes part for me is funny too because I've met a lot of these people I looked up to, like authors and, and all these things. And it is funny to see like, wow, everybody everybody's human. Like, this is a human being in flesh, uh, flawed and all. Is there anything else that surprised you in just being around these people and sharing space with these people for, you know, for the year or whatever it was? Yeah. I mean, a lot of these players that we look up to, you know, and a lot of these guys, like they're young man. like, you know, even some of these, you know, these other guys that are on the caps, you know, we've got three guys that are 21 or younger, you know? And, wow. um, so it's like, you got to look at it in the perspective of this is a college kid that just happens to have millions of dollars, you know, and it happens to be really skilled in their craft and really talented and, and everything else. But 
that's not something super substantial, but you have to, you have to gain perspective that, you know, these, these guys are kids, they're trying to navigate the world as well. And even as a photographer capturing their life and capturing their moments on video, photo, whatever, and providing that for them, like, man, like these are, these are massive moments in their life that even at, if I'm putting myself as an 18 year old, you know, I, I have no idea what I was doing and be put in that pressure to be put in that situation and whatever. Like, I just want to be as reassuring and provide as much value to them as I can to be like, man, like, you know, I, I can't imagine what you're going through, but hopefully some of this stuff can help, you know, and I get to capture all that, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, everything else. And so it's the humanity aspect more than anything. Mm. Once you've reached, uh, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Once you reach a certain level of success like you have, how do you now discern what a good opportunity looks like and what a good fit for you looks like? Because in the beginning, you're saying yes to everything. Um, you're, you're just like, yes, yes, yes. Anything that moves me forward, I'll say yes to, even if it's the slightest bit. But now when you get to a certain level, I can imagine it's it's a little harder to make that linear growth. So you have to be more discerning. You have to have better judgment. How, how do you go about kind of figuring out what is a good fit for David at this point in your career? Yeah, I use my mental health as a guide now. You know, I use how I'm feeling as the guide more so than, you know, is this going to rear over the top? Like, obviously you'll know when some of them are like, Oh my God, that's, you know, an unbelievable opportunity or whatever. But, um, a lot of it is like, do I actually have time for this, you know, based on my other commitments? And number two, like, can I really handle this and give it my all? Like I had to shoot a wedding in Kansas city that I booked over a year and a half ago. And I had to shoot that in the middle of all my traveling, all the other things that I'm doing right now, but I committed to it. And you know, if they asked me six months ago, a year ago to, to shoot that day, I probably would have said no, because, you know, that's tough. You know, I knew there was going to be a lot on my plate, but there's some things that it's like, okay, like, am I healthy enough to do this right now? You know, I had an opportunity to go back out to LA like today and like go back out there right now. Um, and I had a, a chance to shoot Katie, Kyrie, and Trey this weekend, potentially. And I think I'll still get that opportunity next week. But it was like, you go out there now, you'll for sure shoot them on Saturday or whatever day it was. Like, And I was like, dude, I, I can't. I, that is an opportunity where two years ago, I would have just, I would have run there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now it's like, dude, like, I mentally need to be in my own space for a little bit, get my laundry done, do all this other stuff, you know, get my life together a little bit before I'm on to that next thing. So I use my mental health as a guide now. Hmm. How do you deal with overwhelm? Is it kind of, um, cause you do have so many projects going on and when you are passionate about your work, it's easy to, for me to, to let that become too much. Like I, I can overdo it and easily kind of neglect those other things. Um, I think you just kind of hit on it, you know, just making sure you're keeping yourself and taking care of yourself. Is there a process that you have uh, beyond that in terms of like you have a lot of projects, a lot of moving parts, how to kind of compartmentalize and take it slow and bit by bit when you're feeling, when it's easy to feel overwhelmed? Yeah, it's tough and I'm still learning. Um, yeah. An average day for me right now for people listening is like, and I, I wake up and I start editing and I don't stop editing until you know, like I'll take breaks and different things like that. But I, like last night I, I went till 3am 
and you know it's that's most of my days is like that because these edits are not small things they're you know big massive documentaries or big projects or episodes or whatever and so it's not a quick process so for me man number one sitting behind a computer all day is tough like that's tough for anybody in any aspect so i try best to break it up you know the morning i'm going to work on cab stuff from x to x x to y i'm going to take a break i'm going to eat i'm going to you know whatever and then the rest of the day i'm going to work on this stuff the problem is that you'll get calls from both parties you'll get meetings from both parties you'll get things that, that pull you away from it all the time and so there's a lot to it and i'm not here to complain about oh i'm working so hard this that the important part to focus on is I have to move once a day now, which in the past I wasn't doing, but I have to get moving. Um, so that's usually at like nine o'clock at night for me. Like it's my third break and I go, I work out and then I come back and get ready for my like night shift essentially. Um, and I have to like take time to like call people that I love talking to, you know, I'll call two of my close buddies or I'll call somebody just to chat just get my mind off things mm -hmm. that's super important for me so um, it's a lot right now for sure but as long as I'm moving every day still eating still doing those things there was at a time where I would be editing all day I wouldn't eat mm -hmm. and I wouldn't move and I would get to the end of the day and then I would binge eat you know and I would just eat everything mm -hmm. and then I would pass out mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of unhealthy patterns with any of that but yeah taking those breaks yeah sounds like you're getting a new balance and i saw you've been uh just working out more consistently than you have in years so i, I i'm stoked to see that and I, i'm sure that'll impact your creative work um how do you go about we're gonna do like uh, a few more questions and then i'm gonna let you go and we're gonna make these we can make these a little quicker if you want um yeah sorry man, i'm long-winded no 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 you're good i want to be cognizant of your time um how do you, you've built some really special relationships and you've gotten your foot in the door with some great players. What advice would you give to someone to build those, you know, early in your career re relationships are everything they have been for me. I'm still looking to, to create authentic relationships. How, what advice would you give to people in terms of like building? Yeah. Building a nice relationship with people that might help you get to that next step. Yeah. Uh, the first sport event that I shot was a fourth grade basketball camp in Kansas City with a guy named Luke Cooper. Um, it was literally grade school kids. None of them could hit the rim. Like it was really, really bad. And I'm there with my camera capturing it at all as if it was an NBA game because I hadn't shot one yet, but I was, I was in it, you know, and I, I was going to make the best video possible out of it and whatever. It was fourth grade kids. That led to the opportunity to work with Alex out in LA and that led to everything else that I was doing. And it was two Wednesdays that I shot this thing. Didn't think much of it, but every opportunity that I had, I tried to make the most out of. Um, and so I took that fourth grade camp extremely seriously, you know, and I took care of my guy that was running the camp and I provided value to him. And, you know, it's all the professionalism aspect of it, but you know, you're just real with them. You know, you're a friend to them. You're, you're real. And then that led to everything with the summer. And, you know, I, I, that was my eating dirt summer. You know, there was at one point over the summer where I literally could not afford to get Chipotle that day. You know, I would, I made 400 videos in three months for my client 
I was doing photos every single day. I was editing, I was shooting it all day, editing all night. I put the work in those months, you know, and I, you know, the, physically was not doing well mentally a little bit all over the place, but I put, put the work in. Yeah. And so the main thing is take care of your current clients, put the work in, you know, build that network by everybody that walks in the gym is as the Kobe mindset, as important as you or more, more so, you know, like Kobe saw me as more important than himself. And I felt that. So when I walk in the gym and I'm the camera guy and here's a new athlete that's there, man, I'm going to dab him up. I'm going to say hi, but I'm going to provide an unbelievable amount of value to him in that 45 minutes that he's there. And I'm going to make it really fast. And man, when he needs something, he's going to call me. Wow. I love that. Take care of your current, like the people in front of you, like really just give them your all. It's so easy to, uh, you know, maybe not be in the situation you want to be in and just kind of roll over and like be like, where, when am I going to get to that next step, that next client? Um, but if you don't like make the most of what's in front of you, that's, that's advice I'm taking to, to heart. How do young creatives, young freelancers find, um, those first clients? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would, I would find the field that you want. So if it's basketball, then great, you know, and then, go find the local high school team, the local college team, whatever it is for you and find those people and provide value immediately. You know, um, don't expect to get paid, you know, get paid later, like go say, Hey, I know you guys got practice on these days. I would love to come in and record your practice and make, you know, a couple of videos for you guys, whatever it is. Like I, my story's different because I never had to do that. Like, I, I don't remember the amount of people that I had to reach out to, to shoot a video for, um, things just kept coming to me, which was unbelievable, you know, and they still do to this day. Like I don't reach out that much to people to shoot or to this or to that. Um, so my, I didn't experience that process a lot. Um, but find whatever interests you that's local and start there and be, you know, be kind about it and do your job and provide value and, and see where it goes from there. But, um, yeah, you got to work for free. That's a lot of it right now, which yeah. I hate encouraging that, you know, cause I believe we all should get paid for our work. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, and you gotta, you gotta eat dirt for a little bit and work for free. Yeah, man, David, you brought a ton of value in a, in a concise way. You're a super good communicator. Um, storyteller is there like is there books that you read or is there like you i feel like you've just been in the editing wormhole for the last two years so i don't know if this is even but is there have there been any books for you that have been like super impactful or videos or anything like that like well first off you're a great communicator but i also want to add the, the the question on the back of that is yeah is there any like pivotal books videos movies that have kind of led to this thought process you have yeah so communication wise that a lot of that came from my first job, just being on stage speaking all the time, you know? Um, so I'm very fortunate to have been trained by awesome people in mm. that field. That's a cool, um, just to interject that just to interject, that's just a cool, also another cool like example that I love to find in people is like, even the jobs that you consider irrelevant to what you're doing now, or it's, it's this cool process that happens with people. So to hear, I, I imagine your ability to work with the people you work with, comes back to the ability to communicate well, who would have thought this job that you thought was like wasting your time would lead to that. So just, 
just to uh, interject there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's encouraging to, the, to think about, you know, and um, so yeah, communication was a lot towards that. Um, book wise, man, like I read a lot back in the day in college, especially um, a lot of them were, were Christian books. A lot of them were, you know, towards, towards that ideology and um, they were super helpful. One that still sticks with me that it's, uh, you know, definitely a Christian book, but it's called Radical by David Platt. And um, more so than anything, that gave me uh, a new outlook on like really pursuing something is like. Um, and at the time it was my faith, but um, now I take principles from that book and I use it to work as hard as I work now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I'm reading the daily book right now and learning a lot about stoicism. And, you know, I feel like that's like a trendy book right now and has been for a little bit, but man, there's a lot of really like healthy, beneficial things to that book. And I've learned a lot. Yeah. Um, but video wise, my biggest inspirations, like, I think it's so important to find those inspirations and to stick with them. So the Matt Como types, and then, um, movie wise, Christopher Nolan directing has changed my life, you know, mm. um, inception specifically, mm. you know, so whatever those things are really interest you. And then I, I dive really deep into Nolan movies, you know, and I, I really try and find aspects that I like, for instance, I knew that tenant was about reversing things, you know, I had no idea what it was. I made a mix for Kevin Porter Jr. And uh, he goes up and does this crazy dunk. And I was like, what if I reverse it and then redrop the beat again? You know, mm -hmm. what if I did that? And so he goes up, drops it, the, you, the ball tracks, it comes back out, it goes to a different play, alley-oops back and redrops it. And it's like, I try and think about where I got that from. And I was like, it's because I saw a preview for Tenet and the guy was going in reverse for a second, you know, so inspiration's <laughs> all around you. Um, but those little things I can pull into the sports world that would never relate in any way, you know, or different things like that. But yeah, so mm. those are a few. I love that, man. Where can people find, uh, you post some gems, you know, whether it's pictures of the athletes you're working with, the projects you're working on, or just like some quick inspiration, where can people find you? Yeah. So Instagram's where most of my stuff's at, at David underscore Sosna, S-O-S-N-A. Um, the company we're launching is at through the lens. You can check them out there as well. And, and some of the awesome stuff we're doing there. And then all the quotes that I get are mostly from you. So they know where to find you. So <laughs> there we go, bro. <laughs> my dude, is there anything that you uh, want to close with? Like anything that you feel like we didn't touch on, um, in regards to just like finding this direction, this original path that you found for yourself? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I think I just re hit on that uh, the consistent conversations that I have with guys are, how do I get there? How do I get there? What, what did you do? All this other stuff. And the consistent thing that I tell them is, I didn't get a job in the NBA because I was shooting NBA players. I got a job in the NBA because I was ready when I got the chance to shoot NBA players right it, it was all of the preparation work it was all of the it was all of the year and a half of shooting really you know corporate videos and weddings and storytelling and travel videos and everything else like when I sent my final portfolio to the Cavs to to look at I sent one basketball video 
and the other four videos that I sent were all different passion projects that I had made. Um, wow. And people are like, why would you do that? And I wanted to show them that I was a storyteller, not just a guy that makes cool videos, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, you got to diversify, you got to, you got to learn about every aspect of your field and you got to be ready. If somebody called me today, said you got to shoot a wedding tomorrow, I'm ready. Corporate tomorrow, I'm ready. NBA game, I'm ready. Um, so it's, it's being prepared in all those fields and um, yeah, you're not going to get there really fast. You know, I was lucky and fortunate and whatever. Um, but it was because of the belief in myself and it was because I was ready when the time came. Um, so that would be my encouragement to people is, you know, if you're not ready, keep learning, get ready. And like, there's an infinite amount of things to learn in our field. And that's probably any field, you know, I'm sure you feel the same in, in interviewing and podcasting and, and all the authors that you meet, there's so much more out there. So, um, it never stops, you know, and this is just the beginning for, for me, you know, for both of us probably. So, um, definitely. I love it, man, dude. I'm, um, I'm humbled to know you. I'm humbled to be on this journey with you, brother. And, uh, I'm inspired by just your attitude and your work ethic. Um, but you have also that good heart and that makes sense why you're, you are where you are. So I appreciate you, man. Um, I appreciate you, man. Last question that I've been playing with lately is, um, my show is called looking up. What does looking up mean to you when you hear it? Man, what is looking up? Um, looking up to me off the top of my head means, means like belief, you know? Um, cause what do people do when they're dejected? They look down. What do people do when they're sad? They look down. What do they do when they don't believe they look down and looking up to me is, is belief and, and yourself and what you're doing and your work. Like, I'd like, if you can't hear this through my voice, there's a joy in the belief that things are going to work out the right way for me somehow, some way, you know, and that, that joy that you find in that and like, it's going to work out, like it's going to work out for the better in an awesome, awesome way. Uh, that's looking up to me. I love it, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for joining me. That was awesome. I appreciate you, bro. That does it for that episode. Thank you guys for listening. Please leave a review if you have a moment. That so helps my show. So I already appreciate you listening. I appreciate the support. If you don't mind, leave a review on Apple iTunes. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a homie. Share it with a friend. Share it with your dog. Whoever might like it. And if you post a screenshot of the podcast to your Instagram, make sure you tag me so I can say what up and say thank you. I love connecting with you guys there. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Hope you are doing well in your pursuit, whatever you are trying to pursue. I'm sending love. Thank you. I'll see you next time.